NFT. NFT. NFTs. NFTs. Non-fungible tokens or NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is Zen Chats. I am Zeneca. Let's talk NFTs. Hey everyone. This episode was originally recorded for my YouTube show. So just dropping a quick note to let you know that we at times might be discussing content that we're sharing on screen. And I know that that is not ideal for a podcast listener, but we recorded the videos first and then decided to turn into a podcast. So that's the situation. If you want to follow along, we will have a link to the full video in the show notes. And moving forward, I will try to avoid too much screen sharing content just for the podcast listeners. All right. Hope you enjoy nonetheless. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zen Chats. My name is Zenica and today I speak with the team from Everi. Everi is an NFT project, but it is so much more. It is a universe. They're building out a fantasy, sci-fi, futuristic world, which will have a a game element involved, storylines. So much is happening with this project. And actually, there's multiple projects that we talk about in this um, in this video, but the, the focus is on EverEye because that is launching soon. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy this conversation and I hope you do too. All right. Welcome, friends from EverEye. Uh, well, EverEye, Gamer Block, Screenshot, there's a lot <laughs> that the three yeah. of you are working on, but I'm really happy that you're here to, to chat about, about everything. Um, yeah, we're going to get into all of it, but I think if you could quickly go around and give like a brief introduction of sort of who your backgrounds and then like how you got into NFTs and Web three, uh, maybe starting with you, Brian, uh, and then uh, then we'll jump into into the project. Yo, cool. Uh, thanks, Danica, for welcoming us. I think uh, we're pretty pretty excited to be to be here with uh, with the team. Um, I'm really going to try to make a long story short, but uh, basically, initially, uh, was uh, was mostly actually an investor into, into cryptocurrency, not specifically dedicated into into, uh, into NFT. Uh, always passionate about entrepreneurship, spending all my time actually working on, on these topics for the past few years. Um, I, have a prof- I have a background that mixed both uh, business, I would say, and a little bit of technique as well. Uh, I used to 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 be able to code and to to make some computer science, but today I, I'm not touching anything, hopefully, because uh, <laughs> it would be a mess, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, definitely something that I that I love about tech has always been has always been a passion for me. And uh, more recently, we we actually uh, co-founded the the company, which is called Screenshot Altogether here, and uh, and uh, basically. Uh, we are building uh, like, you know, uh, a company that tried to gather, I would say, most of the knowledge of the current, uh, as, as far as we currently know, the knowledge of, of, the, of the crypto space to, 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 the, to, to some extent, like, you know, including the, the cryptocurrency, the token aspect, but uh, on either, you know, the fungible aspect, the non-fungible aspect with the NFTs. And we try actually to create a project that makes those things interact all with each other and have sense around them. And so basically the, the, the most interesting thing that we found out is actually creating IPs and creating projects that will integrate later on into, into games specifically. 
So this is what all all is about a, a screenshot actually, and uh, and we have all many different roles, but uh, but yeah, mainly this is um, this is pretty it for me. Yeah, awesome. Um, and Andalou. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having us here, Zeneca. Um, I'm Andalou, so. Uh, my background is is all within like the YouTube and content creator space before this. Spent a few times building up a few YouTube channels and eventually transitioned into esports. Where I was just making a lot of League of Legends content, which was to me uh, some of the most fun things but, until I discovered Web3. <laughs> um, so it was actually during um, COVID. I mean, I think I was like one of the people that bought ETH because one of my friends, you know, was like, buy ETH a few years ago, right? And they kind of forgot about it, right? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Uh, it kind of came, you know, like the time last year where I got into, uh, you know, altcoins and that whole kind of wave and was just a bunch of friends and I, and, and you know, during a work meeting to be like watching tickers and trading a bunch of this stuff, you know, and then uh, we thought we were so cool when we got the bag and then realized, wait, these things only last like an hour. We missed it, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I kind of transitioned after that. But what really got me into NFTs was actually Axie. So, um. I had a few friends that were into Axie early and they were telling me for months to get into it, get into it. And I was like, oh, I don't really get it. And then I really saw like the scholar side and the guild side. And I thought it was, I thought it was really cool how you could, you know, and I'm Filipino, right? And I thought it was really cool how I was starting to hear it from my family that people in the Philippines were like making significant money playing Axie and, you know, providing for their families and helping a lot with like, you know, a lot of COVID medical bills and so I started a little guild and and from there I still I still still have like 10 people there that we called the Baka Guild and but that was like actually my first NFT and I was introduced through um to Brian last July uh through for a mutual friend that used to work at Riot and it was kind of one of those things where you know let's just see where it went for a week or a month and then after that uh here I am so you know everything <laughs> on the community growth and content side that's what I'm here for and I'm just excited to meet more and more cool people that's uh, pretty much what I told Brown from the beginning, like I'll always be a voice of the community, whether that's a good or bad thing, you know? So um, that's what I'm here for. I'm just honored to be a part of the team. And thanks again that's for awesome. having us, Seneca. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, and Christoph. Hey, I'm Christoph. Um, for my background, uh, I'm, um, I'm a developer and I'm also a designer. And I, I, I really like to, to mix them both and to create things, basically. Uh, uh, I jumped in crypto in 2017, actually, when, when some of the big projects that are here right now launched. Actually, I witnessed like the, the CryptoPunk launch, uh, CryptoKitties, uh, all that stuff uh, back in the time. And this the is question where... is to ask him: Do do you actually have a crypto punk, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, 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 I I remember as far as I remember, I think uh, I saw the crypto punk guy as three hundred dollars, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and I was saying, oh, it's too expensive. <laughs> and, wow. When I, yeah. when I see that conversation in my Discord sometimes, I say, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. this is the, the when uh, I decided to, to launch with Remy, our first founder, uh, our, our first game in the blockchain, which was called uh, Game of Blocks. And it was actually like um, one of the first games fully on-chain uh, at the time. And it, it was a, a fun experience we, we developed uh, over the, uh, the 
past few years and um uh, and before I was working for different kind of big uh, entertainment groups or startups. And uh, recently, last year, I decided to quit uh, my job and to jump into crypto fully. So uh, I met Brian and we decided to, to, to join our forces uh, together and create uh, a nice team <laughs> with screenshot. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, $300 for a crypto punk. Uh, at a certain point, I'm sure almost the entire yeah people were like, "That's crazy! That's so much money for some JPEGs with yeah. pixels." Yeah, back then, anyway. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah, now, most they, people they, think that's there crazy. Was so much project at, at, at this time that you you couldn't know that uh, CryptoPunk uh, would succeed succeed like that. Yeah, I think almost basically no one could have seen that coming. Yeah, um, and, and I think anyway. and I think well. One part of the cool story as well that Chris didn't, didn't talk about is that, but uh, I think maybe you are better to say it actually, Chris, but uh, he, he actually, he found Christophe and, and Remy, which is not here today, they launched a you know, game of blocks back in 2018. Mm. And, uh, but I think you could explain more by yourself, Chris, but the reason why you, you launched a project instead of investing. But uh, it yeah, could be, could yeah, be exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a story. That's the story of my life of the, the, the you know of the missed frame. <laughs> basically, with Remy, we, we was like investing in crypto, and you know we we was basically bad at that and bad at trading. And I was watching the ch- the chart during the night. I was waking myself waking up during the night to to trade and to to do some bad trade actually and. So we decided to create a project because it, it was better to invest time and energy to, to create something cool and uh, to, to have uh, to have some some uh, some reward in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, even myself, got got to a certain point where you know trading is, is it's intensive. It's not that launching a project isn't, but it's just it's more rewarding and fulfilling to to build something created of your own. So I definitely understand mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I mean, Gamer Blocks, that brings me to sort of, let's talk, there's Gamer Blocks, there's EverEye, and there's Screenshot. That, that's a lot going on. Can, can you explain sort of what these three different projects and entities are and how they all fit together? Well, actually, uh, in, in some sense, there is, a, we, we could say that there is only one entity. Uh, basically, there is just a Screenshot. So most of the team and when I'm and when I'm saying most of the team, it's because like uh, like there are there are mostly of people that are working under the banner of a screenshot, and there are some people mm-hmm. that are still you know uh, in 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 contractors uh, with us with us that are that are not directly uh, full time uh, working with us yet. But uh, the the more we go, you know, the more we we just like expand uh, as a team. Uh, but basically, yeah. So there is the, the screenshot project. And again, like it's it's a I'm I'm gonna try to make a, a long story short uh, <laughs> because we could, we could go in in lot of depth. But uh, but basically, you know, in the end, what happened pretty much with me, Andrew, Chris, Remy, but we were in, back then into into July, August, and we started to to create screenshot and to have this vision about what we wanted to do. And basically, we were like, you know, uh, we think it's a good time. It's a good time to to try to go for something big, to to be ambitious. And to try to create something that 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 that's gonna make a difference over the long term, but we know we're gonna need to build, you know, over time. 
And uh, and we were thinking about, okay, so what, what could be the most ambitious project we could create, you know, starting from then to be able to build a product that would be for many people that could change life for people and, and everything. And around the same time, Axie Infinity was really, really uh, a huge inspiration for us in terms of, as said, Andrew, like, you know, the, the impact that it has. And as well, as well, I think, you know, in terms of the community impact that it has, I think we, it's something that, that's, Personally, I've never seen before, you know, the, the, when, whenever there is a wave into crypto and when it's in your Discord and it's happening, like mm. there is something really special that, that happens and that we, we, we feel this in, in pretty, in a lot of community. And, and Axie Infinity, I think they, they've made a huge and great job about this. But anyway, ju- just, uh, so, so in, at some point we we're okay. So let, let's make, you know, a really ambitious game and trying to make something that would make sense in which we're going to be able to insert token economics. You know, uh, uh, a game that would be fun to play in with NFTs that we could collect, and and all of these subjects, you know, goes around, and we just like started to, you know, actually put the foundation of what today is called Evrai, uh, and and we started to have interactions back then with you know people from Riot Games, uh, people from uh, the team which is all here, and we started to build all the foundation of what we think would be the most ambitious project we could carry over years. And uh, and that started this way. And in between, actually, we decided to say, okay, but before launching for such a big journey, uh, we should maybe you know do uh, an in between step just to launch and to you know to get out of the out, out of the out of the shadow and just you know trying to build something. And we started to say, okay, so maybe it would be a great idea. And Christopher actually launched this idea about like let's let, let's relaunch Game of Blocks because we have all the assets back then on mm-hmm. what they've worked before. And we decided to go back and put on the table this project and, and we relaunched it in about one or two weeks, honestly. It was one or, one or two weeks of work. And when we launched it, you know, like uh, this wave happened to us, you know. <laughs> and when this happened to you, when you're not prepared for that, you just, yeah. you know, can... Uh, you just can was, uh, it was yeah. funny because I think the initial conversation was, I mean, when we relaunched Game of Locks, we're like, let's just create a fun way for people that don't maybe have access to ERC-721s, right? To ETH mainnet. And let's just, you know, have a fun way that people could get assets from a legacy project for free. And and that that was like the core foundation of it, right? It wasn't supposed to be more. Uh, and then that's where like the initial quest came in. And I remember it was like Chris, Remy, Brian, and I were being like, what, what riddle should we put in today? And then Chris and Remy would do a day of dev work and be like, oh, it's perfect. Here we go. You know, and then the community would play it. And that was like the cycle for like, like one or two weeks. And then we got to the point where like, oh, we could go infinitely on making these quests because we were just having so much fun. Like I think some of the initial one was like, um, we were combining escape room mechanics for children, <laughs> you know, and, and applying that <laughs> to like, a, you know, like the interface, right? And and to have people like compete for the leaderboard and, and you know, and then at the end, you know, we're like, wow, Game of Blast could be more than we initially thought it could be. And that's when we had a community vote, you know, I think before, you know, the first version of the white paper was like a typical NFT collection model, you know, and then we just asked the community, like, do you want us to develop this, you know, over time into, you know, a real play to earn? And and then that's kind of like uh, where we're at right now. So we took the step back, you know, from all that chaos and really strategize on like scaling it for the long term. And and that's pretty much how the Game of Blocks came to be. But it was a, it was a really cool experience. And I think... um Focusing on the game itself, it really opened up our eyes a lot. And especially when it comes to Everi on like, 
you know, uh, making a game is not easy, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> no, all, all the aspects of it, all the aspects of it, you know, and I think it, it was a really good experience for our team to have under our belt as a way to like focus directly on the game where ever I kind of almost like shifted our mindset a little bit to it opened our eyes to the power of brand and IP first. And in a world where you could plug that into a game, you know, so it was kind yeah. of cool to have both sides of it and be developing it both simultaneously. And I know like Chris and Remy were, you know, at the beginning doing both, but now we scaled up our dev team a bit. I got some help as well on the community side. So uh, this is pretty cool to have, you know, both projects and to have, we see Game of Blocks as like a sandbox for like game mechanics too. So it's just a lot of fun over there to just mess around and, and build, right? Nonstop basically. <laughs> yeah. Actually, something you said reminds, you said building a game is not easy. Someone actually told me in a meeting earlier today, building a game is easy. Building a fun game <laughs> or a game yeah. that other people want to play, that's the really tricky part. Yeah. Um, and especially yeah, when is- you add like tokenomics into it, it's so, so, so difficult to get right. I think you know it's uh, so, so basically we know when, when Game of Blocks launched and then we realized that actually we know we started to be in this mood of okay so let's interact with the community and they decided to go for uh, for the play to earn. I was like okay let's go for it you know so so actually it changed all our plans but basically the impact that it has as well you know I think in some sense it pushed away the, the release of Evry so in some sense the quality that we have today on, on the Evry in terms of like you know assets the time we spend the thoughts we spend into it. Are much more elaborated as if would as if would have been released m- mm. earlier before, and maybe our apprehension of the market is a little bit different as well. You know, in terms of like you know yeah. the expertise that we've built, the knowledge that we've built, uh, and the way we th- we see things and the way we want to connect things. Uh, but definitely, as you said, you know, the game it's it's a, it's a huge challenge by itself as creating a fun game, and and with the token economics, it's the new knowledge we. Mm. We just need to. Well, we don't. We don't need. But I think pretty much everyone is aware about this. But it's a new knowledge to be able to try to create games that have sustainable economics. It's mm. not just about token economics. It's just yeah. really about. It's it's a, a way of thinking which is basically basically economical perspective of you know inflation, deflation, supply, and of token. How do you burn your token? And what how does this make sense in a whole game perspective? To make actually people uh, being able to earn uh, real reward and to 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 make those valuable. So, but um, yeah, honestly, I think it's uh, you know just to to make a to make it short. But basically, screenshot is taking care of both projects. Mm-hmm. Evry that was supposed to be you know the the big baby uh, much more earlier actually came in a little bit later, and Game of Blocks that was supposed to be you know something on the way and that we moved towards something else uh, quite quickly after became actually one of the main things of the project. And so basically what we've decided at some point, it's something that we didn't spoke about yet publicly and everything, but um, it's actually at some point, since those two were there, we just didn't want it to make you know any compromise on the way we, we saw things. So we just like found a way to bridge them and to make mm-hmm. them a little bit later on the way, we're going we're gonna to make some announcements, but um, that actually gonna make, going to make sense for both of them to coexist. Yeah, that's really cool. I was going to ask about that. Like, so were they two different projects moving in different directions? But it sounds like you want them to come together, and uh, yeah, yeah. Be, I think yeah. As, I think as soon as you can, as, as soon as you can, you, you you the thing that you want to do whenever you have those things, like you want to bridge them because you just want to mm-hmm. to focus the energy on the on, of, of uh, you know the on on specifically about the products, about the IP generation, and everything. 
but uh, but all of this is 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 about to be taking you know like uh, is about to take a, a really comprehensive perspective for people in a few months from now. It's not yet you know public, but uh, but uh, at some point it will be, and uh, it's going to be even for us you know much more easy to explain with people the the interaction and, and the perspective of this. But indeed, right now you know it's it, it, so basically what what happened at the moment is that uh, actually. In some sense, what happened with Evra is really interesting because it allowed us to put intensity on Evra and to create the IP. Mm. You know, so that, that's basically what we do today, and it gave mo- much more space as well for the uh, game development, uh, and maybe putting less intensity and less, you know, uh, demand on the trying to deliver every week, you know, features and everything that we could show to the community because. I think in, in, in the end, as we said, you know, like creating a, a game is hard, but uh, you, you don't want to put, you know, tremendous pressure on, on the on the dev team, which is behind it, because it's not going to make it better. I think you need to get the time to think the things correctly and to make make them into, you know, smartly, and, and it takes time, basically. And, and this is something that I think even me, you know, uh, Chris, and, and over here we can we can say about it, but the, 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 the community pressure is so strong at some point that maybe you want to fall into it. Mm. but uh, But at some time, yeah, we hard, we're here to build products and products generally takes, takes time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's so one of the biggest differences, right? Yeah. Sorry, you're for Zeneca. Yeah. I was just going to say that expectations in this space can be really crazy. You know, the space moves so, so, so fast and every week is like a year and <laughs> yeah, yeah attention spans, <laughs> you know, they're very, very short and people want things to happen right now. But in sort of, when it comes to actually building products and, and projects and especially games, these things take years usually to, to build a full-on yeah. game. So yeah, it's, it's very difficult to reconcile the two and keep people engaged throughout the, the building process. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the biggest things we noticed, right, is um, Game of Blocks, right? Like where we're at right now is the minigame phase, you know, mm. and it's still like giving away the lands, right? But it's just as Brian said earlier, right? Like, you know, sometimes there's bugs. Sometimes you have to take the game offline sometimes, you know? And at that point, it's just, um, it's just cool to have and that different perspective on like when you focus just on the game, right? I think a lot of the community is always expecting the next game update, the next feature, the next thing, right? But a big thing that we learned with EverEye is when you really focus on building the IP, then it's really about like the world around the game. You know, mm-hmm. so I think like having having both of those perspectives was just an eye-opening experience for me as a team and also like the way we communicate with the community, you know. And and I think Chris could talk about it on the dev side, but I remember, you know, at some points, right, it's like you can't compromise on on anything regarding the game development, right? Because people, especially, you know, if there's an exploit, if there's, you know, a bug, if there's something there, that all that stuff happens because you rush something, you know. And if you had a little more time to test, a little more time to develop, right? A lot of that can be solved, and I, and I think that's one of the biggest things for Game of Blocks that um that we noticed, which is which is really cool to have them both in parallel because like the hype from Everi also brings a lot of hype to Game of Blocks. You know, a lot of people are discovering the project that way, so it, it took a lot of pressure off of our team as well. Be like, hey, you know, we're also working on this project. This is a project that you could play right now. You know, without having to solely focus on marketing Game of Blocks, right? It's like we're really able to build the world of Everi and it also benefits, you know, Game of Blocks and also like the holders from Game of Blocks are some of our biggest like mint listed holders in Everi, you know. So 
it, it's just really cool to have the kind of what we saw, what we call the screenshot family. You know what I mean? It's like uh, if you're part of the screenshot family, it doesn't matter which side you're from, you know, we're all in this together. And it's kind of like the rising tide, right? Flows all the ships in the yeah. harbor is, is the mentality here. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I think it, it would be helpful if we can just go through like sort of like the timeline of Game of Blocks and then Everice. So, I mean, Game of Blocks first launched in 2018, but then sort of it relaunched. When when did that happen? And then when, because Everite hasn't properly launched yet. So when is Everite going to launch it? And how does this all work together? Um, so so basically, the um, to, to be to be really really precise, uh, uh, Game of Blocks the 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 new version of Game of Blocks released, uh, or the I would say you know the the launch pipeline <laughs> started in, on the twenty seventh of August this year. And, uh, and, it, and, you know, we've been launching during one, two months until uh, pretty much like mid November, uh, the, because we had a, as Andrew, we had a, we had a quest phase where people actually had to grind and they had to spend time solve enigmas of mini games to be able to, to be able to basically, you know, um, win some, what we, what we call raffle chests. And the raffle chest was actually, you know, a raffle ticket that maybe at, at the end we would do a, a RNG and people could, you know, just uh, out of those, all those tickets they were they were uh, aggregating, uh, being able to be drawn and maybe to have the chance to get several lands. Uh, this is what we've done at first, and so so this was the f- the first part of it. Uh, but of course, you know, when, when Chris started, like in 2018, it was. Around February, March 2018. So, uh, you know, kind of uh, pretty much the same time as Axie Infinity back then. Uh, and uh, and currently today, we are in a in a phase which is like uh, we we've been releasing the first mini game of Game of Blocks. So there is a first PvP which is out already, uh, so people can be be able to to play. They are able actually to win lands by playing, and so this is kind of the first you know foundation. Uh, of the of the plate warren mechanism that we got, we start to insert, and uh, honestly, I think the team made a really great job on the game because I, I think at some point we've uh, they've made a, we we've made a game that uh, has a really strong comeback mechanics, and it makes the game really really challenging for people to be able to play them and to be competitive. So um, so this was basically the first step, and until then as well we we've made a you know. Uh, a documentation, which is uh, our white, white paper, basically, the, all the foundation of the white paper on which we're gonna, we are going to build the main game that includes the token economics, the NFTs, and everything. But that will take a little bit more month. And so, what we are targeting right now, you know, we are targeting like a mid end of 2022 to start releasing the the, the main game mechanics uh, based on, on the work that we initially done right now on the mini game. And so this will be already, a, you know, a kind of a huge challenge for us because this this is currently including all, you know, the technical challenges that are about the games. But there is a challenge about the, you know, the the the, the community aspect. There is a challenge about the the token economics creation, you know, uh, and um, and and as well, you know, there there are some some problematics and things that we are currently trying to find out is how to scale a, a game of blocks, uh, a game uh, a blockchain game. Mm. Uh, so currently, you know, we are interacting with Starkware to to be on the layer two, but still Starkware is pretty early, you know, in in these days. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is all this time that takes, you know, 
times by, by itself. But uh, mm. we are putting the, all the pieces together on this uh, throughout the year of 2022 right now, basically. And we haven't actually spoken about like, what is the game, Game of Blocks? Like, what does gameplay look like? Yeah. So currently right now, the, the, the gameplay of Game of Blocks, um, I don't know how we could describe that, but uh, basically, uh, it's kind of a battle royale uh, right now, the way it is, uh, where actually people, you know, they spawn onto a map, they have their own land, and they try to farm and to, and to, and to conquer and attack people uh, it's it's kind of a mix be- between uh, a strategy game and a battle royale, I would say, at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, um, and it all takes place on like a board game style interface. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it like off the, just off the UI, it feels kind of like uh, a Catan, like a Risk kind of board game. Um, but the mechanics in there, you know, we didn't really base it off like too many proxies. It was kind of like, what, what would we have fun with <laughs> PvP? You know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, the, the loop of the game is, right, you spawn in with a set amount of gold. It's random start between like 500 or 1,000. Um, there's three different building types at the moment. It's a house, a tower, and a castle, right? A house will generate you more mana and gold. Um, mana is used to get attacks and heal, and attacks are, and gold is used to buy buildings. And then... Um, so towers are used to defend your buildings and castles generate you points. So like the whole loop of the game is just try to, it, it's kind of like a resource management game mixed with like a battle royale. Um, and that was just like for the mini game. And, and we, we went through that with a lot of testing. I think where it started at the beginning, there was no comeback mechanics. So it was kind of like, if you got an early lead, you're pretty much set, yeah. you know? So I think we went through like a month or two of like closed beta testing. And then we did open testing and we're always still like updating it now. Um, and then so that's just like the PvP aspect of it. And we're also um, developing the farming aspect aspect of it, which I think at the beginning, a lot of Game of Blocks people like liked. They're like, oh yeah, PvP is actually stressful. It's crazy. It's like a 20, it's like a 20 person game and you have to register to get in, right? And sometimes like to register, people are like sitting there at the registration trying to get in because it fills up so fast. And then in the games, it's like, you know, there's fireballs flying across the map. There's like, People trying to so get near your spots. It's it's a lot of fun, and people are yeah. like, you know, both basically all our lobbies are full every day because like you're, you're, the point of the mini game right now is to win and try to get silver. And you know, at the beginning, we noticed right is that before it was only the first place gets a land, mm. but it kind of created this dynamic in the community where it felt bad if you didn't get first. You know, mm. so we we wanted you know it was like there was that hard balance, and what we did is that we switched it to you win silver. And silver is just allocated based off like where you finish on the leaderboard, whether you're first or whether you're 10th, it's a different silver allocation. And if you get 4,000 silver, you have enough to, you know, get a land, mm. right? So like that was kind of like testing our like PVP mechanics and what we're developing right now. Chris could probably talk more is about testing more of the farming. But, you know, I think a lot of the main game, you know, we like, we tend to like look at some of like the forex games, you know, as like uh, as a potential, right? Like we we love the all of us were degen like wow, so civ total war players, yeah. you know. So kind of like those expand and and conquer and resource management games is kind of what we're looking at. But I mean, a lot of what we're seeing right now is just like testing different mechanics because while some of those things may be good in theory, sometimes they don't work, and then that's kind of been an eye opening experience as well. But maybe Chris, you want to touch on a little bit about it from the from like the dev standpoint, because I know one of the biggest things is uh, finding cheaters is one of the biggest things that you opened up. Yeah, with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. when when you you go into the the, the play to run road and 
you see that people, you know, they, they play for fun for sure, but they also play for to, to win some something. And in the end, a lot of people try to cheat and to, to create a, a new way to cheat, actually. And it, it's, uh, I spend like uh, so many time to, to, to cut some, some anti-cheat, uh, which is not a thing I never did before because I didn't have the problem before. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's open new, new problematics uh, when you create that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, with the gameplay, we want to, to, to create, you know, something that can, can be between a base building game where you had fun building your own empire and, you know, uh, farming and doing some um, uh, resource management and attacking people. And uh, a lot of people try to, to, to butt your game. Attack. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is where we have to, to be creative. Uh, in the code, but also in the gameplay. And the gameplay we, we search can solve actually the problem with the cheaters and and all what the, that we did before with the the, the 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 beta testing and all that stuff. It, it was really really um, cool to 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 understand all that problematics. Uh, we we keep searching, but <laughs> it's a it's a day to day job to to find creative way to to solve that problematics. Yeah, it sounds honestly the game sounds so so much better than almost any other game I've I've heard of. Like a blockchain like, honestly, even just general games, but definitely blockchain games and and, and NFT games. Um like I want to play. It sounds fun. Um <laughs> but how, how can I, people play? Yeah. Do you need to own a game of blocks NFT to play? Can anyone play? No, no, no. Right now you you only need to to, to come and play. And uh right now there is a restriction where we we ask people to have a certain level on Discord, you know, with mm. the, the the leveling stuff on Discord to prove they are not bots because or mm. multi accounts because a lot of people create multi accounts actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Right now it's the only restriction, but after we we probably do something with uh, with the screenshot asset that, that will be mm. mandatory to play. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, um, but to take care because the the registration is like, is like filling in. Yeah, it fills in like <laughs> yeah. seconds. The registration, oh so you got you got to wait like on the dot. It basically registrations open like, at the beginning of every hour. Like if I if I look at today, <laughs> there was no game that was not full. <laughs> wow. That's awesome though. No one. Well, yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah. It, it's funny. It's yeah. cool too because you start people saying like, oh, I can't play. Does anyone want to take my spot? You know, mm. so like the spot itself almost has value. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, really, a, really cool. it's, it's a really cool community dynamic. Yeah. yeah. But so what, what we're going to think about doing actually is, you know, trying to, now, now that I think the game is getting fun enough, then of course, you know, there is this, this problematic of scaling. Mm. And one actually, you, you solve this problem because like, you know, like the fun things that we that we that we found, it's uh, when you make a game design. I think it's iteration, you know, right? It's just uh, you test, test thing. And actually, I think initially the the game that we just we provided and the game that was thought initially by Chris and and the team and, and us, like we made it so different than what it is actually right now. So that that it, it had a much more impact, you know, on the technical side that we, for example, right now with Chris, we speak about this sometime, but we need to readjust to readapt because actually the infrastructure is not, you know. Uh, uh, done right now, so we can actually scale it to much more uh, people, and it's a real challenge actually. But but uh, it's 
it's a really good problem problem to have to be honest yeah. but uh but uh <laughs> yeah. and, and but so right now what, what we can almost start to think about as well you know is just try to okay so now that uh, the game are full but actually maybe we could start actually just make people be able to uh, to play that could be landholders, for example, mm-hmm. you know, as you actually you would just be able to play if you actually, because basically in few in some few days you are able to grind for an asset that are that is worthing almost you know zero uh, point two Ethereum, so it, which is a uh, which is a pretty much about uh, four hundred dollars. So yeah. but, uh, we are, in some sense we are much more valuable than actually, but of course we don't have the same you know <laughs> reward scope in terms yeah. of scale. But uh, but all those things are super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to clarify, it's not a blockchain game at the moment. It, it's sort of all off-chain. So what what, what right would now, you define yeah. as a blockchain game? Actually, do you have to pay uh, sign with MetaMask, pay gas, or anything to to play? Chris, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, no, you have no, to sign no, in with right. MetaMask. Yeah, exactly. But but, sign in, but you the action is not on chain. Yeah, honestly, doing that kind of action with that kind of uh, you know uh, second to seconds and interaction is really yeah. hard in, uh, with a full game on chain. But mm-hmm. in the future, we will probably create like a non-swappable token to reward people. So they, they mm-hmm. have something on chain for uh, to swap for a reward in or on the interface, but. Uh, what we plan to do on the technical side is to have the, the, the reflection of the, the you know of the, the game log in the blockchain actually. So you know you can mm, have yeah, proof yeah, yeah. of your action. That that sounds really cool. Uh, but we we have to talk after Chris because I had some cool news about this. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> reminder. Um. All right, I think this is a good time. Let's jump into Everai because we haven't really touched on that yet. But that's a whole other beast. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, what is Everai? Let, let's start with that. I think uh, it's uh, it's initially hard to describe. You know the the as a sim, uh, simply because mm-hmm. it evolved actually. Uh, you know fr- from where it was and to where it landed. Uh, I think I think it, the 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 initial vision evolved a, a little bit, but the core the core is still here basically you know we, we were actually asking ourselves okay so you know if you want to have this huge ambition to try to create a game studio and to try to, to make the difference with product that could be scalable for people and that could make a difference that could be inspiring and everything how could we create an ecosystem that would enable us to be able to build such a thing uh we still remaining having some flexibility over time by you know building from today and that, that actually moving towards you know, the few next next years, 10 years, and keep going into this direction and having still the flexibility and the capacity to to expand, you know. And and actually, it's a, it's a really tough problem because I think right now, you know, we are in a space where we need flexibility for sure because there will be changements that will happen, occur into the, you know, in, into the token economics. Uh, just, just the model themselves, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are going to evolve over time. But we need mm-hmm. to be really still flexible but what we are sure about in some sense is that is that NFTs to some extent are a revolution for sure. And that what, what we've decided through Evra is to say, okay, so through NFTs, we are going to build the foundation and the basis of our ecosystem. And and to try to adapt our ecosystem to the NFTs. 
and to make the NFTs the, the, the heart of this ecosystem. And so, and, and so we can actually build, you know, flexible ecosystem according to them. And actually, so that's what we start, that, that's this way we, we started to think about it. And, you know, and we, in the end, came up with, uh, with the ambition and the, the, the will to try to create, you know, the most ambition game possible. We, and we were thinking of many games. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the key may be uh, things that were, that were in common with those big studio games that we are a fan of, like Supercell or Riot. Is that, for example, they, they have into the into their brand into the IP uh, heroes at their center that they actually use recurrently into their different games, mm-hmm. and that they make them available and so from the same basis all the time, you know. And so we were actually thinking, okay, so you know, what if we actually try to build a brand based on heroes, or we could actually build all around this an IP that would actually enable this ecosystem to live as a story, as you know, to be able mm-hmm. to create really a uh, uh, content all around this, but as well in, at some point in in a much longer term and uh, and, to, and with the, re- the will to have really a great ambition and great execution in terms of games, uh, games that could be AAA that where we could actually implement those NFT heroes that we would have done and that could actually be playable into many different games, and that we, we would rely on onto those foundations to to build you know the our our ecosystem, and you know. All uh, all the way through, this is the this is kind of this perspective that we wanted to have, being able to build NFTs that would be the heart of our foundation, in which that we that that are actually as well catalysts for us, because we are, we are using them to make partnerships and collaboration with great artists and and brands, and so for example, currently right now <coughs> we are collaborating with Media Wishawi, which is uh, one of the artists that was behind found that that worked on. And notably, uh, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and so this, he is the, fir- the first person. But we have already the next collaboration that we're going to have, and that we are going to present in a few months from now. But we, we really based ourselves on two, on on all every of those heroes with great people, great IPs that would enable us as well to be to get bigger, and ultimately to use those NFTs, those characters into the games that we would deploy later on. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it uh, makes sense. <laughs> no, it make it makes sense. So you're sort of uh, you're creating at the heart and core of it, sort of like characters, IP that you want to then build upon in many directions. So stories, yeah. games, animations, comics, whatever. Really, you just with that flexibility to go in whatever direction. So I, I love it. I think that yeah, I've been saying this for a while now. I think the last two three months it's sort of becoming more and more clear to me that. The projects that are going to survive and be, you know, really big in two, three, five, ten years from now are the ones that understand that um, building out the story and the universe and the world building is so and so so important. Like it's great to have a PFP that looks cute, but if there's not a really in-depth story and emotional attachment to it, it's hard to keep people interested for a very long term. So I think, um, yeah, it's really cool to see that you're focusing on that from day one and building it in, with that in mind. And I think. You know, we've seen it with um, obviously Bored Apes. There's a lot of you know people using their, their IP to to build certain things. More recently, Azuki came out and said, you know, we're building a decentralized brand. They understand that the, the story is important, and I think that's that's really cool. Um, I, yeah. I think in, in some sense, you know, the the for, for the Bored Ape YC for me, it's still maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit interesting because uh, they they didn't try so much to build a universe around them, so. Or yeah. the, the way that I perceive it, so uh, you know. They, but 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 of course, there are 
kind of a, kind of a, an amazing uh, amazing found there are people that are representing the kind of a par- the paradigm shift of 2021 in some sense mm. um but uh but for example azuki for us in our team here like i think we are all really big fan of the work that they've been mm. that they've been doing and uh they in- they inspired us honestly recently on 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 the, on the reflections that we had uh and uh, on the way that we wanted to conduct things uh, mm. Because we really thought the execution, the mindset that was behind, and uh, and uh, w- was really really smart in the way yeah. they done things, and uh, and we we are fully in line with what they recently tried to to achieve. Uh, so uh, and and since as well we are in the same perspective, you know, we we try to to inspire ourselves from the best practice that we see in most of the space. But uh, definitely, I think they are one of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's crazy. I mean. If I were to backtrack a little bit, right, Brian and Chris, the first conversation we had, I think the first meetings that we had about Everai were about how do we build this universe that makes sense, right? Makes sense from an expandable standpoint, makes sense from NFTs, right? And then makes sense in like a way a game comes in. So I think our first, I literally, I think our first meetings were just all of us in a room talking about the lore. Right, oh, which is like cool. in, in hindsight, it's crazy to think about that. That was like our first meetings. Like we were in the lore meetings for like weeks, like day so in, cool. like day it out, and and we worked with really cool people, you know, from LA, right? Uh, some good friends of mine, and it was just, yeah. and that was the foundation of the lore that was built, right? And it, I think the universe was actually built, you know, before the first hero, and the first hero was actually you know built around and inspired mm-hmm. from the universe, of course, with like Medi's background and Medi's inspiration, but. You know, and for me personally, I've always been just a huge anime fan, you know, and, and a weeb to say the least, right? <laughs> it's just like, I think there's something powerful around characters, but also like the universe of those characters mm. in which they live in, you know? And 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 to us as a team, that's always been a, a core foundation. And we're just really excited to expand on that. It's a core pillar of ours is expanding the Everai universe. And, and I think it's for the first time, Brian says this a lot. It's like, I think it's like the first time in history where... You know, people like us, we don't, you know, have crazy movie studio backgrounds, you know, <laughs> like, but we together could build a brand from the ground up, right? And a brand mm-hmm. that we believe in, a brand that relates to us as humans and and relates to our community as well. And 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 that's really like like the first phase and how that all comes in into the game at the end, I think, is it's just a cool light at the end of the tunnel for all of us, you know. But yeah. as you said earlier, it could take many forms, right? Like the hero you could see now is you know, it could be in a webtoon. It could be on, you know, we have merch, right? It could, we have a collectible coming in, right? <laughs> like a little figurine, a little leak, yeah. right? You know, so there's a lot and we're just excited to expand that because, and I really relate with your point, right? Where it's just like, for us, it's just so much more than a PFP. You know, it's like, do you relate to this hero? Like the first hero that mm-hmm. we're dropping in, a, you know, and, and it really relates to a lot of mecha fans and maybe that's not for everyone, but the second hero might relate to a different group of audience that can yeah. bring more people into the universe and you know so that's what we're really excited about honestly for me personally too and and people always ask when anime and i'm like guys you know in, in a perfect <laughs> world we're gonna have an anime of course but you know how long animation and you know right. how long that takes so yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. a matter of time and resources but i mean we are an ambitious team and 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 for us it's all about the long term right and we can see us building this brand for years to come and in a perfect world it's it's ever expanding right and it and and to me, that's one of the most exciting parts, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, we're going through a bit of that at the moment with Zen Academy, figuring out the lore and the mythology and the backstory. And it's so much fun to just yeah. be in meetings and talk about that. How, 
have you sort of disclosed publicly like a lot of uh, about the law and, and the Everay universe? Like, yeah, so like just what a, year is it set in and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so it's it's set in in a in a future 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 centuries from now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about the galaxies, right? And and the the Shodai, what we call it, are like the coalition that you uni- that united everyone, everyone across the galaxy, different races, different species, different religions. It was almost a society that you know. Um, a lot of the writers like kind of like mimicked, you know, took inspiration from a lot of societal cues in our environment. Right. And we saw the Shodai as a world, as a universe where everyone was living together. Right. And they, they were pushing innovation. They were, they were working together, you know, and, and essentially what happened was they flew a little too close to the sun, you know, like, uh, you know, with some technological, you know, uh, advancements, Mm -hmm. they birthed the villain, which we haven't released Mm -hmm. the villain yet. So actually, like everything you see in the origin story and lore is really only like 10% and what we call the origin story of how the Everai mm-hmm. were born. So they essentially, the Shodan needed to build the Everai in order to uh, restart their civilizations because they got wiped out. It was like your typical, you know, like your, yeah. your peak civilization, but then you flew too close to the sun story yep, yep, and yep, now you're rebuilding again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. then, but in, in order to protect your about future that, actually, so, at the <laughs> yeah, I should maybe cut that part out. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's actually, uh, it's actually yeah. a, a process that has to be, in my opinion right now, you know, uh, taken really seriously in the way that yeah. it has to be done. Uh, for example, if you take the example of the way that we have conducted on our side, like uh, this was the, almost the first operational task we've done. But we, uh, and the law of the right, so, it, so it, it was five page written in total over 15 days with 15 mm. people. Wow. So, and you know, every day it was actually reading through and honestly, uh, the, the friend of Andrew and uh, as a huge talent, as a writer, honestly, this guy has a, has a you know, there, there is something as well, you know, not, not, it's not just about saying something as well, I, I really perceived as well throughout this work. And, and I think mm-hmm. this is the crazy thing about what we do today, us. But since we are, you know, in this brand perspective creation, I think we've been into so many creative, uh, you know, uh, process. And that the writing part for me, I was amazed by how someone that take out the good words change, you know, it's, it's changed completely the, your perspective and your feelings uh, about, about a story. So even though the, 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 you know, I could, I could write something, I could say something and I could, it could make sense on the paper, but saying it with a good word that, that would, you know, that would, you know, like, uh, um, you know, restrain your heart and say, oh, wow, shit, this is amazing, you know? And, mm. uh, and, and honestly, it makes a lot of difference. And, and I think really, I really believe this. We, we wrote this into the Ever Map uh, on on the website. But every great IP has to be starting from from a great lore. There, there is no. It's it's impossible to go in the other way around. If mm. you really want, and and I think you know, we we add those as well feedbacks from people specifically from Arcane. So we had people from Riot Games that were around us, and that they were telling mm. us like Arcane could have been go out, went out in two to three years, actually. But they just decided to stop like making the animation things for going back to the scenarization and to make the story really deep and really profound. And and I think, you know, this is really something that actually we most I think of people, I would say, like, you know, don't consider to be to be doing it like really strictly. And I think we were lucky enough to not having so much work at back then to be able to do that. Honestly, mm-hmm. today it's another and for me it changed completely my perception today of the of the next law we could be doing because right, right now. If we want to do to be doing lore, I think we need to say, okay, so now we're gonna take f- next fifteen days. 
with those people and every day we are going to review the law all together, make the remarks and you know, move forward yeah. if we want to change things. Yeah. Because it has to be made in the way that you know, it's willing to be exigent and to yeah. be coherent. It's crazy because like once you set the foundation of the universe, it's almost infinite in which how many ways you could expand it. It's fiction. <laughs> it is infinite. Yeah, it's yeah. fiction. Yeah, it's you cool. can literally like, hey, do we go down on this story arc or you know, yeah. like it's pretty cool because actually, you know, we didn't think about it at the time, but our lore actually became our brand, right? Mm. So like we have the things called the arc, right? Which is this, you know, if you played Mass Effect, it's like you know one of those grand spaceships that represent like a city and a civilization, right? Um, but at the Lord, the Ark was just a way for the Shodai people to rebuild their civilizations. But for us in the community, it became a symbol of our community as the journey we're on together. You know, so when we say you're on the Mint list, you're on board the Ark with us, and we're going to go through the journey to expand and explore the Eververse, right? And, and that's just something that we never would have thought of back then. But it's just the power of having a good foundation because. You know, it's just like, you know, the Ever-Eye are part of this world, yes. And what you see with Duo and what you see with Brian's background is is a part of the universe, yes. But in reality, that's only a small part of it, right? There's like infinite ways in which you could expand and grow. And it's just a matter of time and, and having intent in which ways you want to do it. And I think it's going to open up a lot of cool ways to build with the community as well, right? You know, maybe the community, right? And, and we really like value like our artists and the heroes, but maybe there's a whole side storyline that could be developed with the community, you know, and like, or even like the different species and the races in the world, right? Like there's so much that can be done there. And for us, that's one of the most exciting parts, honestly, is just like, how do we expand that, you know, and, and when, right? It's just a matter and, of time. And if you think about this, honestly, it's a super interesting thing to do. But if you, if you arrive to this point, you know, for, I think for us, it's pretty obvious now, but if you think to this point, like it's such, uh, you know, you, you understand how actually hard it can be for people like Marvel or for Disney that bought back, for example, Star Wars, you know, so they bought the used universe. They, mm. they, they had to digest all the information of this universe, you know, and to try to create maybe some movies at a specific time somewhere and yeah. try to make everything coherent and not, you know, moving the pieces together to make everything, you know, just like clear and clean. Yeah. And and you really realize that it's it's not easy because if you had really brilliant people making, you know, all these, you know, universe making sense, you cannot just come and say, okay, this is somewhere, this is going to make sense at what time. So, you, and, and and this is actually, I think, uh, you know, quite a quite a challenge. And that's why actually we see sometimes, and it's and, and that's why how you realize that afterwards that you just try to to go away from the original story that had, that had made you know huge impact on people. Because you just from there can create back again uh, from a white page almost. Yeah, and and I think this is uh, this is exactly what happened for us today. For example, we we have this we, we can we kind of build you know the overall story, and now we just like zooming in, in and yeah. we really take the the small pieces. So you know it's like we we just currently right now trying. If I had to make a metaphor, like we are currently right now just you know getting stuck. And he's in this cave in Afghanistan, he's trying to build the armor. Like this is where we are right now. But there mm-hmm. is all the Marvel universe which is around, and you know that that takes time. And Thanos is way yeah. far ahead for that. <laughs> yeah, so we have yeah. know, many times for that. Yeah. But, uh, but this is it. I want to go back and watch Iron Man now. I watched I watched Spider Man <laughs> from home it's a, a few nights ago. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, let's talk about the the NFTs because that's what we're here for. I think a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, I love talking about the story and stuff, but how, yeah. how do the NFTs tie into all of this? Yeah. 
So, so this is, this, uh, you know, as we said, like the, the, they are the foundation and they are the core uh, that are, that are making all of this together possible because they, they just, you know, uh, they are the catalyzer of, of all this story being possible to be built around them because they, they, they carry in some sense the value and the value as for, you know, um, the, the financial value for, for sure. But but as well, you know, the, the capacity to, uh, to have governance right for the people to, so they own, to be part of the community, to really, you know, make a, you know, uh, be, being part of something and to owning something really unique with us. And they are kind of the ticket that allow them to get on board with us as St. Andrew to uh, be part with us in our journey, to be able to build on the content side and to expand this and tomorrow to be able to use them into the games as well and as well to use them if they want as a piece of art on their walls and maybe if, if they can small leak into some metaverse being able to you know, go around with, uh, <laughs> with their characters. They, 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 this is, you know, just a, a key into our community mm. and enabling, enabling at the moment for a few things, but this list will just keep growing over time and just will keep growing in the sense that we're going to expand on all the big pillars that we, that we've, that we, that we spread out on the, Onto our onto our uh, vision map, uh, ever map on, onto the website, uh, where we are, we can actually all the content based things we are going to Im- Im- imply the community, all the physical world aspect we're gonna imply them as well. Uh, the games, one of the big part, and all the knowledge that we're currently building right now is is, is going towards this dire- direction over time. But of course, it takes time, and we really don't underestimate that at all. We really take this really seriously, and so this is why we don't want to over promise there which is we prefer like putting the target saying to people this is where we, go, we are going mm. but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring the elements you know as as at the time allow us to and there will be some closer actually you know possible things in terms of uh digital interaction that will come specifically in terms of metaverse uh that that could come in 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 some time uh, uh sooner but uh but yeah so so basically it's it's a key. It will give you access to all these possibilities. And, and as we've built those NFTs to be the most flexible possible, I think we can, we can do pretty much everything with them. And, nice. and to, the, to, to some extent, I think we, I don't see any, you know, any, any capacity for an NFT to, be, to have as much, in some sense, utility that we could have for, for, the, for what we have, built, we have been trying to build and we will build over, over the next years. Yeah. I love it. And uh, do you have, in terms of uh, quantity, it's 10K for the collection so, so, and date? Yeah. Yeah. So, so today the, the, the collection is 10K. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for, for, for the duo one that we released. It won't necessarily be the case for all of the collection that we will release, to be honest. I think, uh, mm. I think it will really depend on, on, the, on the context, the artist, the... Uh, the, the diversity of the collection, what we want to, to build yeah. and everything. It, it has to be making sense all the time. We have been trying to make this work right now to make it match for 10K with all the, the complexity and the, the challenge that it brings. Uh, I think Christophe can, can talk about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is it. And, and for the Mint, you, you were speaking about, about the date? Yeah, date and price. Is that firmed up yet? So the let's say that we that we've we have an internal date right now that we've mm-hmm. targeted for for the for for the the coming days and week. 
Um, but we are still, you know, right now kind of trying to, to, to define if it's the good moment maybe to launch right now mm. and re- related to the market, you know, uh, perspective. And yeah. uh, I mean, like, I'm not speaking in terms of like month. Huh? I'm, I'm speaking in terms of like maybe trying to, to win some more days uh, if, mm-hmm. it, if, it, if it would make sense. Uh, it's, it's still a subject that we have currently going on, but honestly, I think it will come over the next few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, the, the the pipeline is launched uh, right now. We are just about to release, but it's just a you know, we just we just don't want to 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 miss the launch because we really think we yeah. have potential here, and uh, and uh, it's, it's just about trying to to find the the, the good the good moment there. But uh, but this is it for it. And as for the price. This is something that uh, that we are as well currently talking about as well because I think the, the market has impacted uh, this perspective as well for us, mm-hmm. and uh, so we pretty much as well here have inspired ourselves from what has been done by Azuki mm-hmm. in terms of the Dutch auction, the the mint list price, and the public uh, mint. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this is something that we are currently trying to figure it out if uh, if we're gonna maybe adjust the price starting price for the destruction as well because the market you know is much more lower right now. Mm. We don't want to take any. We don't want to you know to make any 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 bad movement. So maybe we, we are going. We want we think as well about uh, involving the community into the starting price to define the starting price. Mm. And maybe yeah. to maybe make something the the most. Because right Reasonable. now the starting price is uh, starting price for Dutch auctions point five, and we've heard both sides of it. Some people are like, you know, this is very fair for what you all are building. Some people, you know, are like, oh, this is too high, and it, and it turns them away. So I think for us, it's like I basically spend all day just trying to talk to people and try to get a read on like you know how people feel, you know, because mm-hmm. for us the most important thing is like the people that genuinely want to get it, they they have a chance to get it right, and we don't mm-hmm. want to feel like we're pricing anyone out or you know what I mean and so like we're probably just going to end up running a community vote for the people on board you know on on like hey are you, should we do this starting price or do you want to lower it and, and for us as a team yeah. it's just a matter of you know what does the community want because we understand the market and, and also also the world state right it's a little it's mm. rough for everyone right now and and I think um, specifically as well uh, you know with the recent Dutch auctions that happened right you know I think you know there's some negative sentiment around that but you know, for us, like we love like the mint mechanics specifically, and it's just a matter of you know how does our you know macro community feel about the starting price? Is that that's probably like mm. one of the last things that we're gonna ask. And we're probably gonna run a vote this week, um, but after that, you know, it's just a matter of timing. You know, you can see yeah. the mint coming in the next like week or so. You know, we're just remaining flexible because we don't want to like put a date and, like oh we're yeah. pushing no, it and, and pushing it. <laughs> you know, so it's like yeah, 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 mid yeah. March is still the target. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. No, that's really smart. I think um, it's good to keep remain a bit flexible, especially especially lately. The market is so volatile. Just like, yeah, it's it's very on a knife's edge. I guess is probably the mm-hmm. way I would put it. Um, but it's yeah, it sounds like you're you're pretty much ready to go. So that's 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 exciting. And yeah, I think um, I, I think the, yeah. I think we feel comfortable. You know, uh, we we're starting to feel comfortable. Mm. Um, the, the, the only thing is indeed, like, I think the, the, the market, which is, which is, you know, uh, part of our ecosystem, huh? but, uh, what is not the same as, as it was for two weeks ago. Mm. And, and, uh, and all of this indirectly, uh, and, and, and it's something that you, that you, as well, you start to, 
to considering. I think when you start, you know, to to launch projects in, in specifically in, in in our market, but I think in every you know B two C market, like uh, the what's happening worldwide is impacting for real straight ahead. The you know the mm-hmm. consumption of, of the people and the interest for people to be able to to have the mind you know free to be able to invest in something and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, like. You know, I was seeing myself just after, the, for example, the, the 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 attack that happened. You know, the sadly uh, in Ukraine, and uh, the day after, I was I was broken. Like, uh, you know, I was just uh, I couldn't do anything. I was just not able to do anything. And so, and it's something that we that that we find we would be stupid from our our side to not be empathic in this regard uh, and to try you know to push it, even though we think there is a little bit of. Uh, um, Mm. You know, uh, step back right now for the from the market, but I, th- I think it's slowly recovering right now. The way mm. that I f- that that I, that I think about this, but hopefully, uh, hopefully this will keep just going into the good way. But honestly, we we feel pretty confident. It's just a, you know, I think we have a really great community. We we've made everything organically on on the on the Discord, so we didn't yeah. make anything grind. The, the 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 ratio are pretty good. Uh, the the interaction on Twitter as well. Uh, honestly, I think and, and we. We are about to start showing maybe more legendary things, uh, assets, <laughs> and you know the collections elements. So nice. all those things we just started to coming out more, and uh, will bring maybe more interest as well. So yeah, we but next few days to weeks, and we're still trying to remain flexible and involving mm. the community maybe to make this little adjustment. This is the way we see it. Nice. Yeah, I think that all sounds really good. Um, and. What is the best way if people are interested to sort of just follow along? Is it is there one specific Twitter account? Is there one Discord for screenshot that encompasses all of this? You have multiple Discords. What's where yeah. can people find you basically? So at, yeah, at the moment, um, if you're interested in Everi, it's the Everi Twitter and Discord. Uh, Twitter is just the Everi, and Discord is just Everi. Uh, if you're interested in Game we'll of Blocks, below, yeah, perfect, yeah. And if you're into Game of Blocks, it's Game of Blocks. You know, at the moment, they're they're separate communities. But as Brian said, um, you know, I think that's for me too, right? It's hard for me to be two places at once as well. So yeah. I'm really hoping, you know, in the near future, to have a really cool way to bridge it. And I think, you know, an idea that I have is to do like cross community events, you know, like game mm. nights and stream nights, and then ways that we could, you know, um, kind of fusion ha, <laughs> you know, everyone yeah. together. But but yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the best way. And the, and and at the moment, you could always follow like the screenshot channels as well, mm. um, which is just screenshot labs on Twitter. But yeah, it just depends on which project you're interested in. If you're interested in both, you know, toss them all a follow, and I'm always in there too. So you mm. could hit me up <laughs> in Discord. I'm on the loo. That's pretty much my home. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to to mention before we before we wrap on up? I think I think we we've been covering uh, pretty much it all. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds so, but so exciting. Like honestly, like the game of blocks game that that I had admittedly not been keeping up with it. I, I remember when he launched, and then there was like, you know, I knew that you were going to work towards some sort of a game, but I had no idea. And then now to hear that this is what it's like, and that there's you know they're, they're filling up within seconds. That's that's so exciting, and it, yeah, it really <laughs> tells that people are interested in it. And, I love it. And then Everi, of course, I've been hearing about for a couple of months now. and It's uh, actually maybe a bit more. It, it's super exciting to see it all come together. And yeah, hearing about like how long you spent working on the lore and, and the backstory and, and all of that is 
inspirational, I guess, because I want to do that for Z Academy. And I'm sure anyone out there who's thinking of launching a project or in the process of it, um, I would encourage you to put more put thought into the world that you're building um, because it really is the foundation and the bedrock upon which everything else is built. And uh, that's yeah, how you sure. really build that emotional connection, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think it's... Uh... It's it's something that that uh, yeah that did need to be made with the with the good people around you and to but but uh and and to really spend time being trying to 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 create something that set the foundation but that remains the most flexible to the to mm. the most extent as well yeah. related to to your you know to what you you want to build tomorrow and yeah. uh, but 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 this is something that that is honestly rare. To say, like in 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 the classical industry or whatever, you know, you wouldn't mm. say to to anyone, on, okay, today we're gonna build the lore of you know uh, the company and what we do, and we just kind of yeah, just yeah. make sense, and <laughs> and you know, people would think you would think to me like you are crazy, dude. What the fuck you're doing? Is that no yeah, value, yeah, yeah. bro? <laughs> and um, oh, the world yeah. has changed, huh? <laughs> great. Yeah, isn't it great? I love it. I love it. We are in a world now that we're actually uh, the. People that are that used to be guild moderators for for World of Warcraft uh, are are becoming the the most valuable assets of uh, of uh, it's of, amazing uh, no, you know, company. So so th- this is really uh, a new era, and, and and I think indeed like it's uh, it, it for me it requires a lot of humility first, and specifically related to the creative aspect because on my side personally, I think for example, I'm less I was less. Uh, Professionally, you know, uh, near to what I, what I've been through today, throughout you know the different people, the different typology of process, the different typology of things that we do, mm. and uh, and the creative process, we tend to to think it's the same thing as what you would do for an operational task, but it takes much more longer to maturate and to yeah to you know to be able to th- to get through all the, of this from with quality things. And uh, specifically, specifically when you are we have, when you have people that are exigent around you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we have some people that are really exigent <laughs> around around us, uh, but which is great because you know it just um, push the quality. But uh, yeah. but yeah, this is this is an amazing journey to to be to 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 be able to do that for sure. Yeah, for sure. So awesome. Thank you again, Zeneca, yeah. for no, having us. No, thank you so much yeah. for being here and for sharing about. About Everai, about Game of Blocks, about Screenshot. Um, I'm really excited to see what what you continue to what you continue to build and deliver because I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, at least we, we do everything we can to make it awesome. <laughs> yeah. We'll always try our best. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we All can tell you that we we put yeah. everything we have on the table. Uh, we yeah. yeah. We didn't put it in front of the public yet, but uh, everything is on the table. I can ensure. <laughs> yeah. I love it. For sure. So, so there will Great. be some cool stuff coming in. Uh, specifically, we this week we're gonna show a video of uh, some. Maybe by, by the time this video is going to be released, uh, we're going to show uh, a cool partnership we've made with uh, with a uh, uh, French print print uh, printer uh, that makes uh, dedicated to NFTs uh, that, that will be come out uh, in the next few exactly. days. Yeah, this will probably go out on the thirteenth on, on Sunday. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll probably so, be out before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be out before cool. then. Yeah, and there will be I have more stuff that we're gonna come on the physical side, but I, I won't say 
Thirty two much. It's been a lot of what people have been asking for, though. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, but again, much love again, Zedeka, and, and yeah. I've been meeting a lot of people from your community, and they're just awesome. Yeah, right. people love every in Zen Academy. I hear like every day or every second day, someone's talking about it. So it's really, really <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome, yeah. man. Actually, that's that's like, a huge honor. Yeah. We we announced like we partnered. We had a partnership Zen Academy ever I maybe a month ago, yeah. and people kept asking. So how do we get on the mint list? Is there any way to? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, if you're in their Discord, there's plenty of ways. But maybe yeah. we'll have something, and then yeah, we just ran that big giveaway. So a lot of people are very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. stoked. They're so stoked. It, it, yeah. They're really, really. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I think you you've made a out of all the things in the community that we've been interacting through. Uh, honestly, the people from uh, the Academy, I think, are. For sure, part of the most uh, gentle and genuine people uh, into the space. Yeah. I mean, I'm biased, but I think it's the best community. <laughs> 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 uh, no, yeah, I really am humbled by the people that have found Zen Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, awesome. there All right, well, thank you so much, and um, we'll have yeah. to get you back on in a few months or something when uh, when there's a lot more to, to update. Yeah, for sure. We're when you want down. Thanks for listening to Zen Chats with Zeneca. Please consider subscribing to the podcast so that you are notified of future episodes. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel for the video version of this episode. For even more podcasting fun, check out the other podcast I co-host, Two Board Apes. If you enjoy my content, please consider joining us at Zen Academy, a place where anyone, anywhere, at any level can learn about NFTs and Web3. All of the links are in the description below. I'll catch you next time.